Yeah, we'll start now. Live from Harrison County, West Virginia, wel we welcome you to the Healthy Harrison podcast, a show des designed to help you change your state. I'm Brock Malcolm, and I'm here today with Amy Haberbesh-Wilson, president of the Healthy Harrison Board of Directors. And we're streaming this program on the Healthy Harrison Facebook page, as well as on the state distribution network of our media partners at westvirginianews.com. Every week at this time, we chat with individuals who in their own professional or personal lives, or both, share the mission of Healthy Harrison, that being to foster measurable improvement to the health and well-being of the people in North Central West Virginia. Today, we are fortunate to have our guest, Joe Bozick, with us, and we'll just jump right in. Joe, um, why don't you tell us about yourself, and uh, how did you end up the executive director at Game Changer? Well, I'll tell you, um, it's kind of a journey that uh, we've been very blessed to, uh, in a, such a short time, just around three years, have had the success that we've had. Um, there's, um, a, unfortunately, some history of substance abuse in my family. Uh, my daughter was an all-state basketball player here at Trinity in Morgantown back in the early 2000s and uh, <laughs> went on to college to play college basketball. And while there... Um, you know, a girl uh, that I had a hard time getting to the dentist uh, because she didn't like getting numb by Novocaine, was given a pill and a beer uh, at one of her first college parties, and that escalated into a three-year heroin addiction. Uh, she's been 10 years clean through the grace of God and uh, working in child and youth services, now helping others. But um, as you're probably well aware, many other parents aren't nearly as fortunate as us to have still have her with us they've put their children in the ground um it's no secret that this is a major major problem in our society west virginia and the nation and um in one of my business endeavors three years ago i was with um don robinson the president of ndb banking and um, bernie dolan the executive director of the ssac and i was do work was doing work for NVB Bank in the marketing end, and NVB was a sponsor of the SSAC, which is obviously the governing body of all athletics and high school athletics, secondary athletics, so on in the state of West Virginia. And we were trying to um, find a way to maximize uh, NVB's sponsorship with the SSAC. And we come up with the idea of bringing Chris Heron in, who, if you don't know, Chris Heron was an NBA, all-NBA player who was a subject of an ESPN 30-on-30 30 30 that um, uh, showed his heavy heroin use. He actually was shooting heroin at halftime and during timeouts, uh, playing for the Boston Celtics in the NBA. Um, and he hit rock bottom, obviously, almost died, was in prison. And now he shares a story. So we brought, had an idea to bring him in. And if anybody knows me, they know that I don't just like to do simple. So we decided to go big. And we ended up, I, the former sports information director at WVU and Shane Lines happens to be a friend of mine who actually, the AD at WVU, who actually was an intern for me when I was SID. So I'm showing you my age a little bit. And uh, we went to him and, um, he gave us the, the, you know, got approved through he and Dr. Gee, the WVU Coliseum. We went to the Marshall people and we secured the Anderson Center. And we held the first NVB Bank WVSSAC opioid 
uh, substance abuse awareness summits. And we had 7,500 kids at the um, Coliseum and another 7,500 at Marshall on back-to-back -back days in September of 2019. And from there, uh, the idea go that Game Changer uh, moniker was brought in and um, many people have reached out. I've been very fortunate to have many people that um, have stepped up to help me, including, of course, Larry Puccio, who's our chairman of the board now, who has been uh, provided just invaluable and immeasurable help and pushing Game Changer along. He got me with Governor Justice. Governor Justice became and agreed to be the head coach of Game Changers. Uh, Senator Manchin's close personal friend of mine, and of course, Larry's. Larry was his chief of staff when he was governor. Senator Manchin and Gail um, are, were on board and endorsed. And then we got Dr. Gupta, uh, uh, who's now the drug czar, uh, who's now very much involved with us. We held our first Game Changer golf uh, tournament and prevention education dinner last May at the Greenbrier and through Senator Manchin's help, we uh, brought in Nick and Terry Sabin, who have West Virginia roots, obviously, and they were our hosts this year, last year. And uh, so, you know, there's kind of the background of how things just started and um, and things that have happened and, and corporations that have reached out. So we've been very blessed and, you know, we hope to be in all 681 of our schools um, by the fall of 2027. Well, your story um, will resonate with so many people, obviously dealing with the opioid crisis, and we appreciate you sharing your story. One of the big things that we're trying to accomplish with Healthy Harrison is, is getting out that people aren't alone in this, that everybody knows somebody or lives with somebody or has a child or a relative that, that's gone through this. Um, that, you know, the, the numbers just don't lie. And so um, it's important for people to to remove that stigma and ask for help and get out there. And, and so we, we certainly appreciate what, what all you're doing. You mentioned you're working in the schools. Uh, what do you do with the schools and, and what type of participation have you had? Well, we are, um, we were fortunate um, to begin negotiations and sign a deal with the Hazleton Betty Ford Foundation, where if anybody knows anything about treatment and prevention of substance abuse, alcoholism, so on and so forth, they are the best in the world. Um, and they have come on board with us and together we've written a one of a kind curriculum, one for primary K through five, one through for six to eight middle, and then one for nine to 12. And it's a student powered prevention education program first of its kind in the nation. And uh, we've announced, as a matter of fact, our first three schools we announced were Harrison County, Lincoln High, Lincoln Middle, and I think it's called Big Elm Elementary in Shinston. Uh, Doris Stutler, uh, the superintendent of schools in Harrison County is actually on our board. She has been an invaluable help from the get-go. We, uh, She was at our prevention luncheon and, and ex things at the Greenbrier by her invitation. We got to know her very well and she uh, has been, again, a big supporter. So Governor Justice came to uh, Clarksburg in December and held a press conference to announce the first three schools. Uh, we announced Greenbrier East and Greenbrier West about three weeks ago with the governor, and we're planning now announcements. We're going to be in 12 pilot schools this fall uh, between primary, middle, and high schools in 12 counties. Uh, the, the Hazleton, Betty Ford, and Game Changer plan in the curriculum uh, working uh, in the schools. So 
Uh, and then next year, we hope to hit that to 150 to 180 and then 250 the following year. And as you can see, just moving it up to where uh, it's a three-year sustainable program. Uh, it's um, very unique in that we, we hire local, either teachers or retired teachers. And, you know, my wife being a teacher, I more than anyone knows, uh, you know, teachers will volunteer and take on anything and extra things and so on and so forth. And we felt that this was important enough. We'll treat the game changer coach like you do a football coach, a band director, a moderator from the National Honor Society. They'll be paid $5,000 a year to be the game changer coach. And, um, and then with the help of their school and their principals and their county and their superintendents, after three years, game changer and Hazleton Betty Ford will still be involved um, at a lesser cost and um, as a consultant because by then the game changer coaches and the school personnel should know enough about the program to just keep it moving. Uh, year three becomes year four with our providing the curriculum type, but then you'll have year one in some schools that hadn't had it yet and don't know how to do year one because they had done year one before. So that's kind of the model from 18,000 feet. Nice to hear that you're in Harrison County and really all over. Are you, it seems aggressive as well. Are you at the pace you want to be or are you comfortable with Seems very aggressive. Well, if you knew me, plans. if you knew me, no, we're not at the pace because I'd want to be in 681 schools in September. Um, and they've had to pull me along sometimes probably with straps and ropes pulling me back. But practicality wise, this is a very detailed program that will work. Uh, it's been vetted by Stanford and by Yale and by Harvard and the University of Washington and Johns Hopkins. And so you know, it, it's gone through the test. It's evidence-based. And um, the bottom line is for it to be effective, we need to do this. But we will be doing some other things in all the schools um, as uh, precursories to this. But to get the program correct, we then will bring an evaluation process in from an organization, um, companies that do that so that we can provide um, results people that give us grants, people that are involved, they'll want to see results, good and bad. And Hazleton Betty Ford will then evaluate that first year and tweak it, see if we can do things better. You know, the, the, I'm told, and I understand this, I'm not, I'm a marketer, an advertiser, a promoter, you know, I'm not, I'm not an educationer, I'm not a prevention specialist, but, um, you know, chances are in year three, when we start year one at another school, that year one may not even look like year one looked the first year. Um, but, you know, we have experts and I think, uh, you know, we couldn't be any more fortunate to have this partnership and collaboration with the Hazleton Betty Ford Foundation. It adds immense credibility to Game Changer. Um, they know what they're doing. They're beyond reproach in the prevention game. We have great people around the state also helping us. So, um, you know, where we're at now is phenomenal. We've got great corporate sponsorships in Walmart and Pepsi and McDonald's. Uh, John Ebert, who lives in Bridgeport, uh, has 41 McDonald's. He's on our board of directors. Uh, he's been hugely supportive in a lot of different ways. And um, Pepsi, I think I mentioned, Parmar Mountaineer, Marts, Aetna Insurance. Um, and then the other thing is we're already charged. We have other states calling, calling our governor, calling, wanting this model to be brought into their states. So um, as it's been told to me, even though I'd like to be in 681, we're, we're making good progress.
Well, I know that you're, um, the program focuses largely on substance abuse. How are you, how are you measuring this, the effectiveness of this? We will bring in a company that does that for a living. Uh, they will oversee and monitor from all the data that the Hazleton Betty Ford people and our game changer coaches will collect. And then they'll put that in however they do that. And then they'll decide and get, you know, they are accredited. This is what they do. Um, I'd be lying to you if I knew all the formulas, but I, you know, in reading and knowing, you know, this is what you do. Uh, you go to a car mechanic to get your car looked at and, and, and different kind of um, uh, maintenance things. And this is kind of a maintenance thing that gives you a report and says, this is where you were. Um, all kids take surveys, provide information. From that information, the Game Changer coach starts implementing the program. There's peer resiliency. There's peer uh, leadership and so on and so forth. So it's a process. It's a slow process. It's a frustrating process. But, um, you know, I'm excited to see like Big Elm Elementary in, in Shinston, you know, that kindergarten class of 2022 is the high school graduating class of 2035. And if we're fortunate enough to follow the plan we've had, that will be the first, the kindergartens that get this this year, next year will be among the first game changer school programs to have hit these kids from year one to 12. And it'll be interesting to see what those results are because now we're hitting 11 and 12th graders and 10th graders and 7th graders, unfortunately, that are already in this or have experimented. So there's a different challenge there. That kindergarten, first grade, getting it now, we're getting them really clean. And hopefully, you know, as they go up and when they hit 8th grade or 7th grade or 6th grade, God forbid, and that's put in front of them, they not only... You know, it's more than just say no, it's why. It does this to the brain. It does that to the blood pressure. It affects the heart this way. This is how you die from it. This is what happens in your body when you die from it. Your lungs shut down. You're not able to breathe. When they know that kind of thing, they make decisions based just like, you know, any adult makes decisions based on what we know is uh, not good for us. Some of us don't make always the right decisions, but we know what that decision, if it's right or wrong, more than just saying, I'm not supposed to do that. We want them to know why. Well, we'll take just a second uh, to remind everybody that this podcast is brought to you by uh, our sponsors, and those are WV Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and of course, Interaction Media. Um, Joe, you, you hit on something there that I think is, is so critical um, that, you know, historically prevention efforts probably started a little too late. Um, kids were facing these choices in fifth grade and sixth grade. And, and so starting in kindergarten with this curriculum makes all the sense in the world. Does Game Changers also, as you're surveying and working through these um, age groups, are you also identifying and, and helping kids who are already in active substance abuse? Well, we will. I mean, um, that's, you know, this is all falling into a fall kickoff, basically. Um, you know, to say we've done something now, I can't tell you we've done that now. We're setting, you know, I, I guess the best way to describe it is we're building a huge house. We've just poured the footers or bringing in the concrete for the foundation and the foundation will be up by September and they'll start building and we're going to start building the house. 
and there's a lot of rooms to the house, a lot of things to do in the rooms to the house, and a lot of things to get the house ready. And the house really won't be finished until 2027, unless you'd like the analogy that that, that house will be finished in three years on the first three years of the programs that are starting in the fall. Of, of the project was more than what you've accomplished so far. I understand that you're building. Are you seeing more and more increase in, in teens and children in active substance abuse disorders? And, and if so, uh, are they getting that, do you think, more from their peers? Or is that something they're seeing their parents do? I mean, where, where are, what's the driving force uh, behind uh, our children getting involved in drugs so early? Well, I'll tell you what's so tough about this disease, and it is a disease. Um, um, it, it is a, um, uh, it's got so many tentacles and in, in, in there's so many different ways that it affects you. For instance, um, you have the kids trying things and we we know that's out there. We know, depending on the county, how severe. Some counties are worse than others. Some school districts are worse than others. A lot of it's affected by socioeconomic, but not all, because this disease does not discriminate in the way of financial or anything else. Um, and um, But then you have the kids that never touch it and are clean as whistles and want to be clean, but their mom and or dad are messed up on it. So that opens up a whole new issue of problems. For instance, a sad story I heard over the holidays, a 12-year-old a uh, girl from a family that you would not look at from a from a um, visual and say there's probably issues in that family. Mom was a professional, dad was a professional, nice middle class home, and the mom, not knowing the little girl knew knowing, but the morning before she got on the bus, the mom had had an opioid issue and had taken her opioids, which by the way provide a tremendous buzz and a very nice high and a happiness and a euphoria and the mom said when you get home you know it's christmas we're gonna make christmas cookies and stuff tonight and that little girl looked forward all day long in school to getting off that bus and making those cookies with her mother she came in through her books down mom you know i'm ready to make cookies the mom had come down off of opioid had did not know she couldn't find any more opioids was dastardly mean, dastardly sick, uh, did not want anything to do, told her there'll be no damn Christmas cookies. We're not making Christmas cookies today. Go to your room and do your homework. I mean, if you can think about that emotional peak of euphoria on that little girl's part that morning and all day to that rug being pulled under her for no, not even under, I mean, she had to go to her room and wonder, you know, what is up with this? Um, no dinner. Mom's on the phone yelling and screaming at people that get her opioids. Where's my stuff? Little girl's probably overhearing that, thinking mom's on. Th I mean, so, you know, and that's one time. This happens a lot of times on a continual basis, which statistics now prove that that little girl now has probably increased her chances 100% to become an opioid user at some point down the road unless we can get her mom and her dad clean. Well, you talked um, a lot about individual support and individual uh, representation and different people that are supporting this. How has the governmental support been? Oh, the governmental support's absolutely fabulous between Governor Justice, Senator Manchin, Dr. Gupta, the drug czar, 
uh, the governor's people, um, that, you know, the people, Senator Manchin's hooked us up with the prevention people around the state, the, Bill Crouch and Christina Mullins, Department of Health and Human Resources, Clayton Birch, Michelle Blatt at the, um, uh, the uh, Department of Education. Uh, First Lady Kathy Justice has a wonderful initiative called Community in Schools, which works coincide with Game Changer, identifies issues, tough things in kids' households or families or whatever, and helps them get on the right track. And First Lady and her staff have done a fabulous job with Community in Schools. And um, they're in 31 counties now. That's a national organization. So the support is there. The, um, the desire is there. Uh, and the need is there. So, you know, we feel very fortunate to be at a place that we are able to make a difference. Well, how can individuals become part of the Game Changers? Well, uh, that's kind of phase two. You know, what we will do is, you know, we, we're our website's going through a major transformation right now into a website that is going to be uh, uh, very interactive and so on and so forth. And I think that's probably one of the following phases to seek out people. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't really want to go as far as say, well, you can call me or get on there because we're not quite ready to accept the help that's out there from individuals until we can know what's going on in the schools. And we, we may be doing game changer parent groups per county, so on and so forth. So that's all on the table right now. Uh, we're working with the drug, the DEA. We were invited over to the Pentagon City in November and met with the hierarchy of the DEA. We signed an agreement with them. We'll be making some announcements over the next couple of weeks on some programming that's going to be put in the schools that it's going to be um, a kind of a compliment game changer, uh, some hour-long presentations to educate kids on the, the, you know, the situation and then, you know, followed with the game changer program, which is a lot more specific and time uh, consuming in, in throughout the course of the school year. You know, obviously Amy and I are always um, looking for ways to get healthy Harrison involved in, in, you know, projects that are really changing our communities. Um, how, how might healthy Harrison assist game changers in, in driving your mission across not only Harrison County, but the entire state? Well, I, I think that first of all, what comes to mind to me is you are county specific. I mean, hence Healthy Harrison. Um, you, you basically reach out and are looking at the Harrison County and ways to keep Harrison County healthy. Harrison County is a, one of the pilot school districts that is involved, obviously, and Der Doris Stutler is our superintendent. Um, I think that um, that probably merits maybe some collaboration with Dora and I. We have a board meeting April 11th, and I think that we need to potentially maybe sit with you all sometime in April over lunch or something and see ideas you may have, ideas Dora may have to, um, you know, because obviously those three schools in Shinston are not going to be the only three Harrison County schools that will become game changer schools. Oh, and, 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 and so schools are interested if, you know, if there's administrators or teachers, um, parents that see, you know, my kid goes to the, this school or that school. Um, are, can schools do anything at this point to get involved or, or is that something that will come as you guys expand the project? Um, I would uh, say that um, basically um, probably at this point, 
um, the best thing to do totally, as I, you raised a question with me, you can tell that my mind's working faster than I can bring it out. Um, there's something, there's a dynamic, I think that can, that, that is happening here because of the likeness of healthy Harrison schools, um, the schools to do anything now that that's in the superintendent's hands. We talked to the superintendents. We're going to be at the superintendent's meetings in the summer. Um, I think we start with Dora um, because she's got the Harrison County already up, up and running three schools. And um, let's see, I, I talk to her all the time. I'd like to ask you to follow up um, with me. You have my contact information. Give me a week or so and maybe you, uh, the two of you, myself and Dora can have lunch one day um, and start kicking around what you all can do uh, in a way of promoting uh, maybe a game changer minute uh, during your telecast to an update on how many kids have signed up to be game changers at the schools that we're in in Harrison County. Um, thinking off the top of my head, but um, there's all kind of good good stuff here that we need to finally kind of channel it into one thing. A lot of smart, intelligent people, quite frankly. Well, we've been sitting here with Joe Bozick, and we appreciate all of your uh, time this morning, Joe. Uh, certainly, we um, we look forward to hearing more about Game Changer and um, and seeing the impact that it's able to make on our schools and ultimately over time, our entire county and our state. Um, no question that uh, that the opioid crisis has been a, a plague for this state for for too long, and um, it's exciting to hear about so many businesses and politicians and and like you said, just really smart people coming together to try to work together to, as we always say here at Health Harrison, move the needle in a in a positive direction. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think what you do is great. I think that there's needs more of it. I think that, you know, part of the game changer whole curriculum is healthy choices, teaching kids. I, I work out regularly. Um, you know, um, I'm a regular exerciser. I enjoy it. I have a meeting at the Bridgeport Rec Center. Uh, there's going to be some things happening there. They're very proactive. Um, Drew Pomeroy of CityNet, you probably know Drew is godfather to my, one of my youngest. Um, and uh, his wife, Becky, is on our board. And we have a meeting at the Bridgeport Rec Center here this afternoon because Bridgeport Rec Center being proactive wants to be involved with Game Changer. And we have had a couple meetings and we told them we would call them back for a meeting after we talked to Hazleton people. And we now have a way that we think they can be involved because obviously there's an opportunity to reach mass amounts of kids, both in Bridgeport and Harrison County and nationally when they come in for tournaments and so on and so forth. That's a real attraction over there that attracts a lot of kids from, you know, little ones all the way up through high school. And you'll see Game Changer very much a part of the Bridgeport Rec Center. That's great. Again, we want to thank Joe Bozick for being here with us telling us about Game Changer. We also want to thank our viewers for joining us today for the Healthy Harrison podcast. It is our goal to change your state of mind and ultimately your state of health here and throughout West Virginia. If you want more help right now, you can visit healthyharrison.org or visit the Healthy Harrison Facebook page. And if you do that, please give us a like. 
Um, you can also download the Healthy Harrison app for a lot of great information. You'll find lots of support, and you can also stream past episodes of our podcast on the Facebook page. Again, we would also like to thank our sponsors, WV Medicine, United Hospital Center, West Virginia University, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. On behalf of Healthy Harrison, we thank you all for joining us today.